if you have something to say, it's because there's someone who needs to hear it or many, many people who need to hear it. Like your voice, your ideas and your insights, they're not random. Like they're not meaningless. You are in luck today because today's guest has the most vibrant, light and contagious energy. And I am pleased to have her here. She has been featured on the Today Show, Good Morning America, Dr. Oz, Business Insider, Forbes, Oprah, The Wall Street Journal, Cosmopolitan, Mary Claire, and more. She's also the resident life coach of Greatest, the world's leading health and wellness site for millennials, and the author of Let It Be Easy and Stop Checking Your Likes. As you can hear just by the name of her books, she really is someone that simplifies life, makes it a lot more fun and focuses on the right things. And today you are lucky enough to have her here so that you can learn so much from her. Susie Moore, welcome to this Connect to Connect podcast. I am incredibly excited to have you here and to get to ask you questions this time around and have my community learn from someone, not only that is very knowledgeable, but also that has a really sweet and soft, but also very light up energy. So I'm excited to be here. Welcome to this Connect to Connect podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you. What a joy to be here. I love the name of your podcast. I love talking about all things personal development. So let's, I mean, let's go. I'm here for you. Awesome. Okay. So Susie, you are someone who has mastered recognition and being seen you yes. began I remember learning this in the very the very first class that I ever had with you that you began without a certification and yes. I remember seeing on your master class three zeros if I'm correct yeah and saying, oh wow the the energy that it must have taken and the bravery and the mindset so I want to ask um how what kind of limiting beliefs did you have to battle at that very moment at the beginning Mm, oh, what a good question. Well, I believe that we are all born qualified. Like we are, there are no mistakes. We're not here by accident. We don't have to earn the space that we take up. Mm. And it's a wonderful thing to, to seek different ways of learning, formal education, maybe self-taught in certain ways, whatever makes sense for you. The reason I'm so open about my lack of formal qualifications is I, I really want it to be permission giving. I want everyone to know. I mean, and look, I'm just one example of many examples of people who kind of you know, take their take their own path believe in themselves and who don't kind of wait on certain criteria in order to go for it or feel inadequate if I feel like I'm missing something compared to other people I just know that everyone has such a unique different path a unique gift a different contribution to make and there's no right or wrong way to go about that. So I think that the the belief that I had to overcome was that something outside of me was required in order for me to, to do my work. And I just, when I thought about that and I questioned it, I realized it wasn't true. Like I am ready, I'm capable. And the most important thing is, you know, the, the results that I get, like, are they there? Are they helpful? Are they useful? And do I feel good about myself when I'm doing it? That for me is enough. And I love that you touch on the permission part. So what would you say to someone or maybe what would you have, what do you tell Susie then, you know, from years ago that she didn't even need to ask for permission? What does permission mean to you? 
It's so funny, this permission question, right? Because it comes up so much and we just think that there's someone who can grant it. Like (laughs) there's like a fairy or there is like some older mentor somewhere along the way who we need to just, you know, get their approval or get their, yes, you are, you can do it. You are ready now. And the thing is like that person doesn't only not exist, but the permission itself, like, what is that? I mean, it's just a, it's just a, a feeling of, you know, go taking that next step. It's like, is it okay if I take the next step? That's up to you. Like it's your feet. It's your path. Like go, go ahead. If you feel called. I mean, when we think that, you know, permission or power is outside of us, I think we really lose something and mm. we forget that there is no award given to anybody there's no medal given to somebody who's waiting or who has to feel you know in this perfect position of being ready in order to like to to move ahead so for me permission is just an illusion and the question I'd ask myself instead is you know does this feel right is this the right next step and good enough a, a good enough answer is yeah I think so like I think so and I guess we'll see you know I think um, one thing that we do is we we take everything so seriously and it can feel like it's life and death decisions versus it's you know sending an email asking someone to collaborate um, putting yourself forward for an opportunity are those things that serious I don't know I, I mean not to me I just think we could be a bit more playful with understanding you know what, what we're all here for what it's all about and the fact that we're allowed to have fun how would you make it more playful? Because I find that in the last maybe year and a half, I decided to start making fun a value in my life as well, because I like to have fun. I am always smiling, but somehow I kept thinking that for my business, it had to be more serious. And that's how I would be taken more serious. And then I realized, well, the more fun I have, the more authentic I will be. And then the more impact that I can cause and better results that will be not only that I'll see, but that my clients and my patients will be able to see, right? So then Mm. it becomes this domino effect. So how do you add this fun and how do you take away that heaviness and that seriousness of your choices and your job? Oh, I love this question too. Well, I think that at our most honest and real, we are having fun, right? Like joy is our natural state. I really believe this. So instead of, you know, what do I have to like bust through to lose the heaviness? It's like, what do I need to just let go of? Like, what am I? It's like my natural state is, you know, I feel good. I'm, you know, I, I'm, we're all naturally creative. Every human being is creative, whatever work they do. We receive ideas, we feel energized, we have desires. These things are all built in. So for me, if I feel blocked or if I feel heavy, like to use your word, which is a good one, which describes how we feel, I know that I'm holding on or I have a belief about something that probably just needs to fall away. There is just something I need to release. And maybe it's a sense of comparison. Maybe it's a fear around money, or maybe it's an idea of if I do this and it goes badly, then everything is over in my life. And I would just look at every fear that I had that would be blocking me and just look, look at it and see if it's really true. And look, we'll make mistakes. I always say to everyone, you know, on my team, if we're doing something new, there'll be mistakes. <laughs> We've got to have some grace here, you know, but I know that no one's going to get their best ideas or feel free or self-advocate, communicate what they're thinking and feeling if they're scared. And I don't know about you, Law, but I feel like I get my best ideas when I'm out having a drink or, you know, out walking my dog or, you know, even just having a drive with music. I just feel like, oh, wait, write that down. Yeah. 
it doesn't come when I'm like, everyone be serious, write down your best five ideas right now. And this is very, you know, this is do or die. (laughs) Doesn't work. And I know from the happiness uh, professor at Harvard, Sean Acor, he says success orbits happiness, not the other way around. Oh, I love that. I've never heard that. I love that. Yeah. So think about that. It's like what we often think that you know, happiness orbits success. Mm-mm, we've got it wrong. Like, and I would say too, if if there's someone that you love, who you follow, maybe it's an author, influencer, whoever, uh, wouldn't do, like, what do you like about them? I'm guessing they're just real and they're not perfect. And they probably, they're probably having, everyone has different personalities, but they're probably enjoying themselves right. in the work that they're doing. And that's very magnetic. Yeah, and you can sense that. I find that even through the screen, you can definitely sense that. Susie, yeah. you mentioned, so you kind of did an inverse question of my question, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. So taking that of what would you let go of, has that um, been something you had to implement also with people in your life of letting go mm-hmm. of certain relationships to get to where you're wanting to go, whether that is a mental peace of mind yeah. or that is a certain you know, like a goal that you have with your job or with your business, has this been part of it too? Yes. And I think that it's healthy. And I think that it's something that we can talk about. I mean, if if there are two people or a group of people, naturally we go in different directions. Some mm-hmm. people go in one direction together. Some people go somewhere completely different. Life is cyclical too, right? There's ups and downs. There's lots of change. People change and evolve. And so it's really, really healthy, I think, to have natural shifts in your relationships. Like, I think it's a really, it's a hard thing just to keep relationships out of loyalty versus, you know, out of this joint uh, respect that you have and these joint goals and this joint enthusiasm for life and certain things within it. I feel like the natural, just, you know, shifting of relationships, not even shedding or ending, but like life is dynamic. I mean, if I have a, if I move city and just say I got a divorce or just say I had kids, I'd probably have mom friends or I'd have single friends or I'd have friends in San Francisco. Like if that's where I lived, it just so happens that a lot of my friends are now like in Miami. That's where I am. A lot of my friends do similar work to me because we, we love it. We're passionate about it. A lot of my friends are also married. I mean, so there are just the, the, uh, the ebbs and flows of life, the changes of life, I think demand different versions of you and different people meet you there at different stages. And there's nothing sad about that. I think it's absolutely appropriate. And it's nothing that we need to like worry about or think um, or or question that, you know, perhaps there's something wrong with it. It's just natural growth and evolution. You're bringing such a nice energy when you're speaking about it, when usually it's almost like a taboo or something that we kind of grief, right? And it's hard sometimes to let go. So was it always this clear to you or do you have to, Mm. you have a road to get to where you're at today? This is a good question. I love your questions. Um, (laughs) No, it wasn't easy. I felt a lot of guilt. Like I'd always think, oh no, this person's going to think I don't like her because I'm saying no for the third time, but I'm working on something and I don't really want to go to Arizona for that thing because it's not a priority for me right now in this cycle. You know, so I used to feel a lot of guilt, I think. And frankly, my emergent, the emergence of resentment that I'd feel when I get, when I like went against my own wishes, that was worse than the guilt. So I have to just frankly 
do what feels right for me in order to not feel resentment, which only brings out an ugly side of a person. And it allows me to be more honest. So imagine, I always think to myself, imagine if someone invites you to something and you don't want to go, but you go out of obligation or because you think you have to out of loyalty and you go there, you're resenting it the whole time you're getting ready. You're resenting the whole drive. You're resenting it while you're there. When you get home, you resent it. <laughs> and then I'm like, who's that good for? It's not even good for the person who invited oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. they won't get the real Susie. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Look at me. I'm a hero. I showed up. No, I I always think, but look, I learned that the hard way and probably by um, wearing myself out a bit, like living in New York for 10 years, overextending myself, being too available, that started to like just wear on me and I didn't like it. I didn't like how I was feeling. And so now, now I'm pretty clean. I'd say, I mean, I'd probably say if I felt a 10 out of 10 before guilt, now I feel like a one or a two. Wow. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think I'll always be there a little bit, but I'm okay. I'm okay with my choices and I, I do put my needs first. I love that. So speaking of choices, mm -hmm. I love how you managed to not only, you know, be seen and share your message, but now you're not only sharing your message, you are sharing your methodology. So you started with books and I know that, and yeah. I want to get into that in a little bit because I love mm -hmm. the name of one of your books and mm -hmm. your podcast, which is Let It Be Easy. But before we jump into that, I'd love to hear a little bit about the transition of First doing it, then sharing it into books, because I know you have multiple. And then you also created a program in which you're teaching the step-by-step. -step. So how did that look for you? Learning it and then sharing it and then sharing all of your tips and tricks. Well, I actually believe that we're all content creators. Like we all have something to say. And, you know, I think when we hold back and everyone does it differently, some people like to speak, some people like to write, some people like to create art. I mean, there are different ways that I think we communicate who we are and what matters to us. But I feel as if, if you have something to say, it's because there's someone who needs to hear it or many, many people who need to hear it. Like your voice, your ideas and your insights, they're not random. Like they're not meaningless. They matter. And I start, yeah, I started early, like, you know, with my first book, I think it was in 2017, a lot of people were asking me the same questions. And so I'm like, I'm just going to write the book and then there's a book available to have all the answers. <laughs> and then that naturally emerged into more and more kind of different products and memberships and so forth. Uh, and I leverage it all using the media because I think that if you want to, you know, maximize what it is that you have to contribute, why not go to the biggest channels that are available? Like they are available and they need regular stories from normal people, just like you and me. And so uh, learning something and then mastering it. I mean, I, I'm always learning. So I think, you know, mastery is like a thing that's, that's always like a goal, but, uh, but learning it, doing it consistently for years and then being able to teach it, I think is such a joy because we don't learn things just for ourselves, right? I always think that life is like this cycle of learning, get it becoming skilled, becoming experienced, then teaching if you're if, if that's available to you if, and if, it, if you desire to do that and then probably abandoning that and then moving on like and then moving on to the next thing so I just I feel that if there's if someone who has a desire to create to do to to reach people and to like really make a bigger impact it's 
possible. It's available. It's, it's, it's your obligation. If that's your desire, like your desires aren't accidental, they're there for a reason. And it's our obligation to actualize them. If you're enjoying this episode, I want to thank you for being here. And I would love to ask you three things. First, if you can follow or subscribe to the show, this is what keeps it going. Every download, every follow, and every review really helps. Which brings me to my second point. Please leave a rating or a review. I love reading this. They're incredibly special for me. And three, you can comment a dart emoji on my latest reel in which I share a little bit of my conversation with Susie. You can find this by going into your emojis, typing on the search bar D-A-R-D, DARD, which represents actually going for it and landing exactly where you should be at. It seems you have very clear the difference between, you know, what's your purpose and how you're sharing it and then your passions, which they kind of have shifted and sort of like a vehicle, right? You, yes. Today you're writing, then you're podcasting and you're writing again yeah. and whatnot. Was it always this clear to you or was it, do you have a pivotal moment in when you said, okay, now we're moving on from this medium to this other medium? Mm. I feel like the more you act, so like momentum creates more momentum, right? So you, you'll start with one thing, but once you start somewhere, you're then inspired to the next step mm -hmm. or the, you know, the next idea. And I think there's just a natural evolution that happens. So just say you start as a blogger or you start as a social media influencer, then something like a podcast or a book or a YouTube channel or something, I mean, something creative where you can go more deep will come to you. And then that will be a natural next step. And then another natural step. I don't think you can plan far ahead. <laughs> I mean, even with my podcast, which I'm so grateful to have had now for one year, I feel like I only really thought about that launching it a month before I did and then I gave myself 90 days of podcasting I said for 90 days I'll podcast every day every single okay. day say five minutes five minute episodes really easy to listen to and I thought you know after 90 days I'll see like I'll see if I like this I I, I might just can it no, with no guilt I might change the format I might learn a few things and the podcast itself was the next step to open me up to more ideas. Like what more is there? So it just so happens I love it. And I still do it every single day. It's that much Good. fun. Great, um, because I love it. I love yeah, the uh, six, five minute version of it. I'm uh, like, oh, this is so powerful. I can begin the day, I guess. But it's amazing because I, I feel like even with the podcast that expanded from like initially being someone who was a blogging, like just the evolution, I have a lot of opportunities that are coming to me because of the podcast. So I feel like, you know, you just trust the next step. You don't need a five-year plan. The only question is what's the next best thing or what, what could be the next best thing? Because there are a thousand next best options. It's like what feels like the best next one. And then when you do that, the next step is revealed. But I, I don't think you can plan too much. I actually think the only purpose of planning is to get your like ass up and to do yeah. something. Uh, but as we all know, anyone who's been in business for longer than five minutes knows that nothing goes to plan anyway. <laughs> like stuff changes. There are always like moving parts. Um, but I just think trusting your next, your the best like next nudge that you feel within you, like that's enough. So tell us a little bit about your process, because I heard, I remember listening to that episode in which you say you don't need a five-year plan. And I, I love that because I very much operate like that. I, I do have things as organized as possible. But then again, I love trusting my intuition, having things organized enough where there is yeah. a big room for my intuition to have an important role 
in my job. And when I heard that, I, I thought, well, this is true and it's genius. You never, there's only so much that you can plan, right? Mm -hmm. So what would you recommend Say someone wants to pivot or someone wants to take your course, someone wants to be more seen by the media. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend to someone as to how to begin and how much to plan or what other things to focus on in order to be able to discover those next steps that you were talking about? Mm, yes. Well, I would say that there's no right or wrong next step. There are many options and they will almost all serve you enormously well. So we don't want to freak out that I might make a mistake and there's no turning back. We can always, like you said, pivot, shift, change, shut something down, open something new. It's all available. I feel like, you know, the one thing that I just, I've always come back to and that I've just never abandoned because it's so powerful, like really is consistent media coverage. I mean, it just, it elevates you in so many ways. Of all the things that I've started, maybe given up for a while, come back to, not come back to, like media is the one thing that, you know, if I was starting again, I'd do, I'd do it actually all over again what I did, which was grow my email list slowly and then just like go, go big. I mean, the way that I think about the media is if you have, if you have a business, right, if you're selling anything or if you have a message, if you were, you know, living in a house on a, on a regular street and you wanted to set up a lemonade stand, you could do that, right? You could just go outside, walk down the stoop, set up your, your stand. And that's cool, right? Like there will be traffic. A couple of people might buy your lemonade. Nice. Good place to start, right? It's something. That's what I liken to like just having social media or like just having your own, like maybe one platform, like, like a podcast or a blog. And then I think, you know, if you took that lemonade stand instead and put it into a very busy sports field on a Saturday morning where like hundreds of kids were playing in summer, like you're going to get a very different reaction to your content. There's just going to be a lot more of an audience to serve, a thirsty audience. And so why wouldn't I just like go straight to the the brands that already have all like all of those thirsty people, like the marketplace is busy. There's a lot of traffic. I don't need to go tell people, okay, come over here. I just go where the traffic, the audience, the thirst, like literally and figuratively, like really is. And so when it comes to me launching anything, sharing anything, wanting to promote anything, media is always my number one. And that's why people come to me. You know, I think that they, on some level, we know this, like we, we grow up with the media, we see how powerful it is. And when you, I think that when you don't engage with it, I, I think that something, like you lose something and that, that you do make it harder. You make it harder for yourself to succeed because you don't have a bio with the media cred. You don't have all those logos. You don't have new audiences discovering you because your your content isn't out there where there are like thousands, millions of eyeballs already, you know, on that platform. It's, uh, I think it's, I mean, for me, I'd say it's a must have in my mix. Of course, and anyone can do what they wish, but I think if you, if you care about really leveraging your, your output and really getting the biggest return with the least effort, um, the media for me is always number one. Absolutely. I love that because it is exactly as you said, you, you went big and yeah. you manage a way to stay big, you know, and mm -hmm. um, recently you shared something saying how you may not be quote unquote, the best on the game, but the fact that you have this recognition will 
either make it apparent or, or give you that recognition. And I think going farther, it will allow your mindset to expand and to keep on for you to keep on learning and sharing more and more and more. So how do you think um, that it is beneficial and impactful for us as women to have that media coverage and to be have that exposure? Well, oh my gosh, the returns are endless. Like if you want respect, credibility, authority from your peers, from your, even, I I even love it when, when I get my media wins, you know, my audience are the first to celebrate. They're like, my mm-hmm. life coach, you know, blah, 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 my coach. Blah. And I mean, of course that's really fun for everybody. Um, if you want to increase your prices, if you want to probably collaborate with people who you consider high level, that's different for everybody. Uh, you it, it does give you just so much access I mean and then not to mention all of the email subscribers that because once you create content in the media it doesn't go anywhere right no one's taking it down so your stuff is just out there in the ether compounding the same way interest on money does that's how I think about it if I put money away and I get interest on it like each month that gets better and better because you make interest on the interest right so I'm like well, my media is just out there compounding someone's searching anything that I coach on I just keep coming up like I joke like I work my way around the planet like a virus <laughs> like you know, so it, it's you know a lot of my topics that I that I coach on speak on if you just google them I, I come up and I, even the word, you know, the word virality that we use in the online space, right? It, it comes from the origin virus, meaning to work your way around something, right? So I just feel like the more I'm out there, the, the more it even, of course, it pays off in the moment when a piece goes live and there's a flurry of leads and interest, but it's also just out there in perpetuity. So why wouldn't I give myself that leg up, right? I mean, look, and I love all forms of promotion, but when, if just say you get, you know, um, affiliates who promote you that's great but when they stop the leads stop when you run ads which I also love to do when you stop the spend the leads stop yeah. right with the media that's simply not true so I don't know I just I keep coming back to it and like women men I mean everybody like we why not like why wouldn't we be doing this give me a good reason I mean I'm yet to find one I like 10 years doing that oh, like, I agree <laughs> I am yet to find a single and I'm yet to find a better method I always say if there is a, a method that can bring me all of these benefits I, I'll do it like I want it like whatever the other method is give it to me yesterday it, yeah. yes but I'm yet to find it and so I, I just keep coming back to to this thing I stumbled upon as someone who wanted to go big years ago no, I knew it works great. And since the first time I heard you, I was like, exactly as you said, I want this. It's, I want to implement this. I want this too. Um, mm-hmm. So going back to where I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. about your podcast name and your book's name of letting it be easy. Mm-hmm. The more I read you, the more I listen to your episodes, I realize you truly are an expert in simplifying things. Like you make them digestible in a sense. So I have, I think, two questions. First, how, because stepping outside of your comfort zone will mean stepping outside of what you know, in reality, it's not actually comfort for everyone, yes. um, but that can be so excruciating and so scary. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend to someone that wants to step out of their comfort zone? Say someone that's mm-hmm. listening to this episode and they're blogging or wanting to be a content creator and they want to pitch the media as well. And that just seems you know, like a lot because it's actually going big. What would you recommend to that person? And then my second question, what do you do on the daily that allows you to actually simplify things that that Mm. then it allows you to feel like, huh, I'm living better? Oh, great questions. Okay. So the comfort zone question, I would ask, 
is it that comfortable inside that zone? <laughs> like yeah. it may feel like there's not a lot of pressure like on you, but yeah, there may not be like a lot of pressure on you today. Cause you haven't got like seven cool appointments happening, but like, is it comfortable or is it kind of caged? Is it, mm-hmm. does it feel a bit, I don't know when I'm in my comfort zone, I can even start to feel a bit depressed. I don't, you know, this is why I love imposter syndrome. <laughs> I'm like, if I don't feel like a slight imposter almost all of the time, I am probably coasting. Like if I don't, yeah, if if I'm not feeling slightly like nervous, like, oh my God, am I ready? Like, oh, is this, I mean, that's a, for me, that's the, 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 uh, the energy of someone who's expanding all the time. Yeah. Being slightly nervous all the time. Yeah. I tell my clients all the time that the, for me, like I think about it almost like a math formula, the perfect thing that you can feel when you know it's the right way is excited excitement and fear and then you know you're in the right path yes exactly exactly so (laughs) I'd say is your comfort zone that comfortable also the way that I define confidence is simply your willingness to be uncomfortable it's not being good at things it's not being special it's not being good looking or anything like that like confidence is some like simply a willingness to be uncomfortable like are you willing to be uncomfortable and hit send on an email like are you willing at an event to walk up to the person who you really like whose work you admire like that will take a few seconds right it's proven that how how quickly emotions move from like move through our body they don't last as long as we think we do the reason we can stick with the emotions is we start telling stories about how how we suck and how that was you know a bad idea and so forth but emotions move through the body pretty quickly and I always think if I'm willing to withstand a few seconds of negative emotion a lot of the time if I if I'm willing to do that then I'm going to be this unstoppable force because no one can sabotage me. I can do that very well on my own. And I'm, I'm not going to play that game. What if I don't sabotage myself and hold back? And if I'm willing to be uncomfortable consistently, what doesn't belong to me? Like that's, for me, that's confidence. It's like, okay, this is, this is what I feel led to do. What happens happens, but I own my part. I'm willing to be uncomfortable. And the best news is anyone can be willing. You don't have to tick any criteria. Being willing to be uncomfortable is a decision you get to make, which means the confidence is therefore your decision, right? It's not something that's bestowed upon you. And then, you know what, that actually, I think answers a second question too. I mean, what, what allows my life to be easier, simple is I don't build up things in my head the way that other people do. This is why I don't procrastinate. Procrastination is an inability to deal with negative emotions right? It's like, I'm going to put that off because it's not going to feel good for a little while. Uh, I don't do that. And so the ability to complete a lot of things isn't about skill. It's just about a better thinking, (laughs) right? It's not engaging in sloppy. I can't do this. I suck thinking. Like if you don't throw up those blocks or those thoughts of, I can't do it. This isn't good enough. You know, blah, 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 whatever it may be. um, Then you, you just tend to get a lot done because you're not stopping yourself. So I think the reason too, I have a lot of free time is um, I work quickly because I'm not questioning myself and because I also believe that good enough is good enough. And the more you do, the more you create, the higher your standards naturally become. It's like this gorgeous cycle because if we're holding back, you know, as perfectionists, we don't do that much and then we can't get that good. But the best, the more we do, the better we become and the more confident naturally we also become. So taking action, managing your mind and stop stopping yourself. 
like, you're like only it. here for a short time on planet Earth. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the best way you learn is by doing it. You know, yes. as you were saying with your team, like we, we may make mistakes because it's something new, but you're going to learn and then you can do it better. Yes. So I do think that the best that you can do, the best gift that you can give to yourself is actually giving it a try. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that, Susie. Before we end, I would like to ask you two questions. We usually end with a couple of questions each episode. So first, and this can be one of yours, what is one book that you'd recommend to anyone? Oh my God, this is like an impossible question because I love I love so many thousands of books. Um, well, you can say many if you want. That's also okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe one. I'm just thinking maybe one recently that I loved. Oh my gosh. I always joke that this is the hardest question for me. Lately, I love anything the work of Byron Katie. So probably I recommend her book, Loving What Is. And it just had its 25 year anniversary. She was actually oh. just on my podcast speaking about it. So Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Wonderful. And then what is one phrase or quote or affirmation that you live by? Anything is possible. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's honestly the energy of this episode. <laughs> isn't it? Is, and look, I would look for proof that that's not true. Like, isn't anything possible? It's a beautiful world. I mean, yes, that like life has challenges and struggles, but when you really look at it from the grand scheme and step back, I think we, we can all agree that possibility is everywhere. It is. It is. The more that you pay attention to it, you can also realize this is available to me. I can do this all if I set my mind to it. These are options that are here because they are possible. Yes. I love that. Well, Susie, thank you so much for coming into this Connect to Connect and sharing, again, your knowledge and your beautiful, beautiful energy with my community. What a joy being here. Mwah! So much love to you, my dear.